0: Welcome to the Success in South Carolina podcast, where we will be hearing the untold stories of success from some of the top achievers in our home state of South Carolina. These neighbors of ours will also share their time-tested, personal philosophies and solutions to inspire us, educate us, and help us find peace, joy, and love, along with a purpose, a mission, and a vision for our lives. And I'm your host, Jonathan Peoples. Our guest today lives in Spartanburg, South Carolina. She has been an HR leader for over 25 years and the founder of DBK Coaching and Consulting, where she helps people capture the opportunity in what seems like chaos to create an actionable plan. In other words, she shows companies and people how to thrive in the midst of chaos, from C-suite executives and leaders to emerging talent looking for a career change and students looking to be their best. If you're going through chaos, or if you're looking through a change, stay tuned in. I cannot wait to hear her wisdom. Welcome to the show, my new friend, Denise Beers Kipper. Hey, Denise.
1: Hey, Jonathan. It's so great to be with you, and I cannot wait for our conversation. Yeah. Leading up to this, our, our initial conversation was so energized. I've been looking forward to this. for Very a long much time. so. Both yeah. ways,
0: both ways. Now, you're not native to South Carolina, right?
1: I am not so i will sound like i've got some south carolinian words but people tell me i have a northern accent so i'll apologize in advance for that i guess
0: so (laughs) what what brought you to the great state of south carolina
1: well a couple of things so i've said for a long time before i moved here that uh, my ultimate destination was south carolina Um, i've been traveling to south carolina to see family as well as uh, to vacation and the coast and the low country, it just speaks to my heart, it always has. It's a place of renewal and happiness for me. Um, And so originally I had an opportunity to come and join an organization four years ago um, as the leader of HR for that growing and emerging organization. Um, And I said, yes, it got me closer to um, the low country and a place where the sun shines almost every day. Um, Because living in metro Detroit, sometimes like for months we didn't see the sun, so it was very exciting to be someplace where it's sunny and warm and, um, you know, experience something new as well.
0: Well, I'm definitely going to tag some of my friends that live in Michigan and let them know now is the time. They need to move down here to South Carolina. Yes, yes,
1: indeed. I actually, last week, they got, no joke, a foot of snow in a day. And um, so they were all sending me pictures because it was first ice, then it was this, like, foot of snow. And it looked like a fairyland, right? It's beautiful for about 24 hours until it all melts and it's mucky and there's salt and it's black and it's disgusting. And the sun still doesn't shine for I don't even know how many months. And so, yes. It is now the moment that you really want to be here. I sent my girlfriend's pictures of my walk this morning because there were flowers blooming and they were like.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it was It was in the 70s and 80s last week here in South Carolina.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. In the and beginning of February, middle,
0: beginning of March, yeah.
1: Yeah, and my girlfriend who had all this, like my one friend messaged me last week when they were getting the foot of snow. I Y'all may not even know this exists, but there's a thunder snow. And so it was thundering and lightning, and snowing all at the same time wow weird right
0: sounds weird yeah yeah Yeah. i did catch a y'all in there though denise so you've taken very well to south carolina
1: i have you see every once in a while i i can like i can and i know the difference between all y'all and y'all i've I've gotten clarity on that Mm. i've learned a lot of things since i've been here in four years
0: and jeff foxworthy taught me that UN's means y'all plus three (laughs)
1: <laughs> I'll make sure I remember that. Thank you. <laughs>
0: so uh so I want to dive into your story, Denise, cuz you were you were an HR leader for 20 over 25 years and you decided to start up your own company, your coaching and consulting. You call yourself a chaos sherpa. I can only imagine that this comes from a story a, a story of chaos in your life where you had to learn to embrace that chaos and make something better. So, would you mind sharing that
1: story? Yeah, absolutely. Um so you know, I, for a while, really fought this idea of chaos. Um, Chaos found me, or I found myself in chaos a couple of times in my career um, and in my personal life. And um, in particular, in my personal life, um, I am a domestic abuse thriver and um, have moved to the other side of that uh, spectrum. Um, But that, you know, when when people say, oh, leave your personal life, at home, you know, PS, it just doesn't really work that way. And um, so it really in, infuses itself, you know, into everything. Um, and I I was presented with like that moment of chaos where I had to really make a tough decision, finally, after being in a situation that was very unhealthy. Um, and I fought my through, way through to the other side. Um, and in retrospect, was able to look back at it and say, even though all of that was awful, and I would never want to experience it again, nor would I ever want anybody I know to experience it. There was something in that that was actually leading me to where I was supposed to be. And there was a tether that I found that I grabbed a hold of and it pulled me up. And then, you know, I experienced a couple of changes um, from a career perspective. I was in an organization that. Um, We, you know, I was very happy, it was probably the greatest uh, organization that I worked for as an HR leader and I love my role and then we merged with another company and everything we thought was going to happen didn't happen and eventually um, almost all of our leadership group took packages and moved on to something different and I found myself having to reinvent myself and again feeling very much in chaos from a professional perspective. As, uh, you know, I tried to figure out what that next step was going to look like. And I think a lot of people can relate to that, right? Like you, you get thrown into something you don't expect, um, whether it's personally or professionally. And um, until I learned to reshape the idea of when I'm presented with those moments of chaos, as it's telling me something, the universe is leading me someplace until I figured that part out. I kept getting back into the spin from time to time. Once I started figuring that out, then you know the next step was, all right, well, I've got to get better at and, and find some tools to find ways to find that tether, except that I'm leaning into something different. I'm building a new container. I'm going to embrace this chaos as a moment of a signal to move forward into someplace new where I'm meant to be, right? Um, I used to be super stubborn. I would stick myself in a spot and I'm not going to leave. You're not gonna run me out, right? I'm not gonna, you can't make me change, right? Um, and now I've become much more um, open to and and have a, a more of a philosophy around being detached to the outcome, right? So mm. I, I think less about the outcome and more about what am I supposed to be hearing and learning? And I too have my own guides and coaches and mentors, thank God, because if I didn't, I couldn't, I couldn't, I don't even think I'd be talking to you today. I wouldn't be here where I am. Um, And so, yeah, I think I've come to learn and I've really helped um, my client base and the people who I've worked with learn to see this idea of chaos, change, challenge as an opportunity, something, you know, message that's being sent to you in one way, shape or form. That if you take some time to be introspective and thoughtful and hear what's really coming at you, leads you to where you're supposed to go next. Mm. It's an opportunity.
0: Yeah. And I heard you call yourself a thriver instead of using the word survivor. Yeah. I like that.
1: Yeah. Uh, It's a reframe for me because um, survivor is great. And I used to say survivor, but survivor still has an attachment to victimhood And um, Thriver is like, hell yeah, I did it and I'm on the other side. So watch out. Let's go.
0: Yeah. And we are in a world right now where I think it's promoted for people to be a victim. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants to play the role of a victim in their life. Why is that?
1: Because it's easy. It's much easier to be a victim than it is to grab a hold of it and say, all right, well, it happened, right? So but I think do
0: deep down within it. ourselves, we, we don't get any satisfaction from that. We, we, we might be able to play the victim card and get sympathy from people, but we don't get any real, what's the word I'm looking for? Not satisfaction, not success, but
1: you don't get any relief from it. You don't, yeah. get, there's no validation that comes from it um, with the exception of validating that you get stuck in the same place. Mm. And I think that's really where I started shifting my mindset around that, right? Because um, for a while, I I was stuck in the same place and I couldn't move forward from it. I couldn't let go of things that I was tethered to or attached to, um, you know, whether it was frustration or anger or wishing or hoping that it would have been different and being, you know, looking back versus looking forward or being present. Yeah. and. Thriving means that I'm present. It means that I'm looking forward mm-hmm. um, as opposed to uh, spending energy and time thinking about what could have, should have, would have. Yeah. Um, and none of those can any of us change, right? But yeah. I think, you know, the the idea of being a victim also, it's easier to stay. I mean, this is, if you read anything about change there, I, I'm a certified change, um, expert and and the, the work as I started to go through that certification and, and that process, one of the first things you learn is that people will stay in really awful situations, really awful places, really painfully bad jobs, um, you know, ugly circumstances, personally or professionally, because it's more comfortable to stay in what you know than it is to put yourself into a place where you don't know. Yeah. And and I've watched that play out professionally and personally a number of times Um, and and all those things continue to lead back to why I have changed my mindset around chaos, because ultimately, when I started embracing like this is my signal, I was supposed to be doing something different, listening to it, listening to the voice in my head, hearing what was in my gut and actually taking action as opposed to resisting. It started speeding up my process and i started getting to places where i was supposed to be next faster
0: how does faith play a role in this uh journey because you talk about the universe and chaos is some higher power almost god in Mm -hmm. a way how does faith play a role in this
1: yeah i think it's a great question um i mean I, i don't know that anybody has to have i don't believe that anybody has to have a specific singular faith or belief but there's certainly for me um, a a being a God and a universal being, um, that guides where we're supposed to be. Um, I have very high, strong intuition. I always have. Um, it's one of the things that's helped me do what I do, um, best. Um, and I learned pretty early on in my career when I didn't listen to my intuition, you always got to validate it right you can't just like go mm. on a wet and like oh my gut feeling is that but if yeah. I had a gut feeling and I didn't like explore that or listen to it a hundred percent of the time no joke I hated myself later right because I was like I knew it ah, I totally knew it um yeah. and and you know I think I believe I don't think but I believe that you know there are places where we are brought to um and a lot of times in these moments of change or challenge or, or things that feel chaotic, um, it's God's way or the universe's way of shaking us up a little bit and saying, like, it's time to do something different. It's time to do mm-hmm. something more. You, There's a bigger plan for you, right? And, and I will tell you without question, for me, the last, you know, uh, year and, and however many months since I founded this full time, um, has been a journey of that a hundred percent. Um, some of the things that have occurred for me and the way that, um, I've shifted my mindset and where I put my energy, things that I've said yes to, even though I was really hesitant, right? Like for example, um, I was, I've been following a, a really successful woman who has a, a female founded women entrepreneurial group mm-hmm. out of Charleston, South Carolina. she and i have some things in common including the fact that she's originally from ohio i grew up in ohio even though i lived in metro detroit my whole almost adult life um and so i was watching her kind of under the you know like i just need to find more people who are my people in the south and she's posted she was having this conference and i was like oh that'd be super cool i gotta check it out well at this point um my business had been going for eight months and i was like this gonna work or not I don't know financially it's terrifying I'm trying everything I can right and um Mm -hmm. so I you know looked it up and I oh gosh like price tag probably not today maybe in a future state right yeah and so then um she had posted something later about like oh I'm gonna I'm gonna give people some you know discounts let me know if you're interested so I was like why not send her a note she sent me back the new discounted price to which I said, Oh, like, thank you so very much, but I can't. Oh, <laughs> and, right. um, you know, I just kept, you know, staying in contact and watching your content as I got closer to the event. And literally three weeks before the event, at a pivotal moment for me. So, this was a very pivotal moment in personal chaos in this business evolution for me, where I, up until that point, kind of kept a foot in corporate, like, Oh, I might have to go back. I kept looking at jobs. Right. And kept a foot moving ahead. Right. Mm -hmm. And I just felt like I was like soul splitting myself is what I Mm -hmm. would say to people when I would talk about where I was at that moment. And, um, I, I really wasn't sure. So I woke up and I, I found an email from her and she said, if I gifted you attendance, would you join us? Uh, and I said, of course, yes. Yeah. Um, And so she gifted me attendance at this three-day women's entrepreneurial retreat. And then I had to go. Okay. So listen, Jonathan, like I'm not, I'm not really superficial, but there are some things that are important. And like my nails being done are like, I feel like I'm a complete human when my nails look pretty. Okay. And I, I wasn't giving myself permission to go get my nails done at that point in time, because I wasn't Mm -hmm. making enough money to say that was okay. Yeah. And. So I went to this retreat, not feeling completely put together, having a history in my professional life of not always feeling like being in a room of female professionals was safe or supportive. Um, and probably more often than not, knowing that I had to watch my back mm. and or know that there would be knives in it on my way out the door mm. Um And so on my drive there, I literally mentally made an exit plan. Like if I have to leave, I, I, this is what's I've got a migraine. I can go to my room. I can order, you know, Uber eats. I can go to a restaurant in a different part of town. Right. Mm. It'll be fine. If it's awful, it'll still be fine. Right. I totally got a strategy. I went to this thing. I've never been a room, and and I didn't know how big it was. It was a very exclusive group. It was 13 women. And I was wow. one of 13 women invited. All women entrepreneurs, speakers, and presenters. I've never been in a room of all women where I have felt so supported, unilaterally, just a group of people like, yes, how can we help you? Validating, you know, where I was at and what I was the journey I was on, and the fact that even though to my definition of success i had not gotten anywhere close that they were like wow look at all the stuff you've done and i'm like oh okay you say so yeah. um and and then on top of it around the subject of god the universe s- signs from above right the last day i was there i walked out of the session a woman on the sidewalk stopped me and he said oh did you go to that women's thing yeah it was it's been great you know we talked for a few minutes she said i was supposed to go and i had to cancel because my my shop got flooded with the storms and i was so disappointed i was like oh that's really a shame you know whatever have a nice day i walked i realized as i was walking away she was the reason i got to go wow and there's no mistaking that i was meant to meet her yeah and have that conversation. And I like literally stopped myself. I turned around, I went back and it said, thank you. You are the reason I got to go. And this has been transformative for me. Yeah, I have a newfound like perspective. And, and I made the decision at that moment that I was no longer one foot on each camp. I was mm. like, both be here, all my energy here and everything changed for my business. No joke in like three weeks.
0: And that's scary, but you're right. If you're put, if you've got your feet foot or your really your mind in two different for places. You, you even call it soul splitting. I love that term. Yeah. Soul splitting because it really it's it's you are feeling anguish because you're being ripped in two different directions. You feel like yeah. your vision and your purpose is heading in two places. Yeah. Um and not that I understand that people that sometimes they got to work a day job and they've got their side yeah. hustle. You know this this podcast is a side hustle for me in a way. Yeah. But but I feel like as long as everything is matching your purpose and your vision then you feel like you're going in one direction.
1: Yes. Yes, exactly. And, you know, I did this as a side gig for 12 years. You know, it was something that, you know, kind of amped up amped down and, and I always said I would do it, uh, full time, but I didn't know if I really meant it. And then I kind of had my money where my mouth was (laughs) and, uh, you know, originally when I started this in, um, October of 21, it was a fairly abrupt shift for me and, um, not necessarily. moment where i said oh i'm going to plan this for about a year and then i'm going to go do it it was a rip the band-aid it's time let's go and then i took a big deep breath like just like that and i was like oh okay now what right (laughs) yeah um so yeah i where you put your energy really matters though
0: so i've got a million questions that keep coming to my mind denise about your story and trying to unpack that but i also want to get into our topic because i feel like getting into the topic that we have to discuss today is going to get back into your story as well, too. And our topic is embracing chaos. Uh, Really, I kind of view it as how do we deal with anxiety and stress? How do we deal with the circumstances in our life that we feel are chaos? Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of times, if, if I like to look at it as if you're looking at a piece, a puzzle, right? I love to do puzzles. You're looking at a thousand piece puzzle and you've got just the puzzles laid out all over the place. Well, it can seem chaotic, but there is an order and organization. Once you can take a step back, once you put it together, you can see that there actually was order within there. Am I right about that?
1: Oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. And I think, you know, the, the one of the things that we all tend to think, or at least I um, used to have in my mind, and I know a lot of people who I coach will say this is when you think about how that gets put in order is where you get stuck. Mm -hmm. Right. So generally speaking you know when we go to school when we go to college people talk about this path it's your career path right and your path generally in your mind as you're envisioning it in my mind it looked fairly linear i mean it didn't look like uh you know an off-road adventure where i was up a mountain and down a hill where i couldn't see where i was going it, it looked like planned and this, then that, right? A step, a step, a step. And it, and what I've really come to learn by watching other people's careers, as well as by what I've experienced, is that life doesn't work that way.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: certainly careers don't generally work that way. Even mm-hmm. people with really linear careers, right? If you're a physician, if you are an attorney, if you're a CPA, both all of those feel very linear right mm-hmm. you know how many people in those professions who i know who have made complete pivots like i mm-hmm. there's a physician who i know who left and became a baker and opened a restaurant wow. right like you here in the south actually yeah. like I, I, interesting story um and and lots of attorneys who eventually just hit a wall and say whoa my path is not this anymore likewise i was very fortunate to be part of, um, case Western reserve and Daniel Goleman's work in emotional intelligence in a pod of, um, leadership group that I was a part of where we took all of our leaders through this emotional intelligence work and it lasted over an extended period of time and culminated with a day and a half intensive coursework. And, and it was very much about like digging deep into what are your real values where are your strengths, you know, where are you at your best? And as we work through those kinds of things with that group of people, myself included, um, people had awakening moments where they thought their path was to be a commercial banker and maybe be a president of a bank. And, you know. A couple people said, "Mm, it's really not my path. I was wrong. Like it sounded like a good idea, but I'm not being true to myself. I got to peace out and go do something else. Mm. And, and so I think that's really one of the things that I've come to understand. And I try to help other people see when they're really hard on themselves around their path, not looking like they thought it was going to look. Yeah. Right. Is that, that, our path isn't really all owned by us. Some of it comes to us, right? I have a mm. phrase that I tell people a lot. I, it's a, one of my mantras, which is you have an obligation to walk through an open door and mm. see what's on the other side, even though you don't think it's your door. Mm. And you can walk back out. But again, for this is one of the things that attaches to me very personally. Had I not walked through doors that I absolutely thought were not mine, yes being an HR leader
2: like being
1: HR in general like I said no please don't make me go do that rotation and yet it was the place where I was meant to be right if I hadn't said yes and tried these other doors out I wouldn't be where I am today um and so you know really looking at what's coming to you and and considering why that's there it doesn't mean you have to say yes to all of it but at least test it out right
0: Because if you don't, sometimes you live a life of regret thinking, what if?
1: Yeah, right, right. And so why not like just do a little leaning in and exploring, even if you don't think it looks anything like what you thought it was supposed to look like?
0: Yeah, I think a lot of us when we the reason that we have to make these changes is because we're heading in a direction that was kind of prepared for us by our parents, our teachers, our environment. But it may not be the direction we were supposed to go in it's just the direction we were propelled in by the environment we we grew up in right
1: oh my gosh i love that so much jonathan so i don't even remember if you and i talked about this before leading up to this conversation but um i use StrengthFinder in all of my coaching and uh, i do that for that very reason because i watched people in my professional life as an hr executive and leader exactly in that spot that you just described right I, and what where it really became clear to me is i saw i had we had developed in in this one organization where it really kind of gave me the light we had developed uh, a leadership program for emerging professionals who were high potentials and they were doing the strength work and it occurred to us that like why wouldn't we do this with our leaders right and so then we started Having all of our leaders do this strength finder and look at, you know, kind of the dynamics of how their strengths attached to what they were doing. At the same time, it started to occur to me, and I started to see this bigger picture of, you know, this group of emerging talent. Part of the reason why they were high potentials is because either naturally, intuitively, or because someone helped them see their strengths and they were better at finding places to shine and find work that was attached to their strengths the things that really let them be them hmm. then this group over here of people who were like in their you know 30s and 40s and a small collection of that group were the group who would show up in my office or in my doorway miserable unhappy making other people miserable or unhappy and ultimately what it came down to is those people were doing something because somebody said this is what you do or because, wow, that's a really sexy title and I want that title, or I'm mm-hmm. gonna make a shit ton of money, excuse my French, and so that's why I'm gonna do it. Mm-hmm. None of those things are attached here. Right. None of those things are attached to your heart. Right. Right. And, oh, by the way, because my parents always did it, right? Like, I,
2: mm.
1: lots of, I spent a lot of time in finance and banking, so lots of people were like, my dad was a banker, my dad was a CPA, my dad was a CFO, I need to be a CFO, you know? it might not really be your path, right? Mm-hmm. But you think it is because you don't know. You're like young and you don't know what to do. You got to pick something, right? right. Um, and so the sooner you can figure out your strengths, which tie to your values, the sooner that you can actually find ways to show up in that space where you get to shine, where you're like totally in flow and you get excited about the work you're doing and you don't even think about like, you know and do you have to do stuff that's in your bottom string zone 100% you do right mm-hmm. like for me that's things like excel spreadsheets and administrative tasks yeah. and when i have to do that for any period of time i have to give myself a little like break and some kind of small reward to get myself to the other side of
0: it <laughs> <laughs> a carrot and a stick
2: right yeah yes
1: well and it's renewal right it's not right. just carrot stick but it's it's knowing that i have to give myself renewal to get back to my happy place mm-hmm. right? right and so um I think not being so hard on ourselves for not really understanding all that because not nobody really teaches us that early on. Yeah. Um, and then figuring it out so that as you pivot, right. I mean, life is just a series of pivots.
0: Yeah. I feel like embracing chaos in my mind, I like to almost call it just embracing the journey.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah,
0: I feel like so much of society nowadays, Denise, is looking at their exterior circumstances and they're blaming these circumstances for their lack of happiness, their lack of success, their lack of whatever, instead of, I don't know, taking ownership of where they're at and realizing that these things aren't happening to them. They might be happening for them if they looked at it from a different angle.
1: Yeah. I love that. I absolutely would agree. And I think you know, um, <clears throat> excuse me again, people tend to think of chaos as a really negative thing.
2: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: But chaos comes to, I believe chaos comes to us or we get thrown into that, right? Yeah. Um, that journey of like, what the heck's happening? I don't know where my feet are. They're like, you know, spinning around. I'm like Dorothy and the wizard of Oz,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, because it's meant to shake us up. It's meant yeah. to show us there's something else there. That we're supposed to explore or consider or think about, you know, and, and the people who say, oh my gosh, there's just never enough time I don't like, like, you're asking me to do something that I don't even have time to do what I need to do every day. Well, maybe it means that like, we take a breath and we step back and decide what we really need to do. Like, Mm. do you actually really need to do that? I don't know, like, maybe, but maybe not.
0: And what's, what's interesting about all this too, Denise, is this chaos may not be a one-time event. I like that. It's almost like seasons of life. You've got your summer, you've got your winter, you've got your fall, you've got your spring. And when people are going through these cycles of uh, their winter or their fall, where they're hitting these hard places, they're hitting these brick walls. And they're like, why is this happening again? It's 25. If you're 25 and it's happening for the first time, you may just say, well, this, this sucks. How do I get around this? But when you're 35, 45, 55, 65, hitting it again, yep, you got to be thinking what is going on? What's wrong? Sometimes you even think what's wrong with me. What's
1: wrong with me. Right. Right? And it's really not so much a hundred percent. I mean, I've been there. Right. And trust me, when I tell you like, this last moment of chaos where I made the decision to do what I'm doing now, I literally was it. I had a very long moment where I thought to myself, okay, like when does this end? When do I stop having craziness getting thrown at my life? Right. (laughs) Why? Right. Enough. I've had enough of these experiences. I am growing. right? Right. However, um, I still was very attached to the outcome at that moment. Mm. Well, and, let's talk
0: more about that. Being yeah. attached to the outcome. Go ahead and jump yeah. into that.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. When you think about being attached to the outcome, right? I feel like we're almost trained like that as a society. Yeah. Um. um especially if you've been in a corporate setting especially if you've been you know maybe you've been a competitive athlete or you've been in any kind of competitive situation right the goal is oh wait there's a goal there's always a goal is there a win is there a lose right um achievement and and all of those things drive us to be attached to like end result yeah and that's not a bad thing right it's very good to have um, a vision of where you want to head. Um, and it's not a bad thing to have goals. Although I tend to not, um, have a lot of people in coaching work toward goals, but more about, um, what does it look like? You know, um, how, how does it feel and Mm. what are you experiencing? Mm. Um, as opposed to like some kind of solid, like I hit this by then. Right. Um, Mm. because that's where it starts to get Unrealistic sometimes, right? Because yeah. you can say, oh yeah, right. I'm gonna be in this place. I'm gonna make, you know, X amount of money by this point in my career. And you know, I, I think a lot of people think that early on, right? I'm gonna make this amount of money three years out of college. I'm gonna have two kids or three kids by 15 years out of college. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have a VP title, right? People have this like stair up, right? Like yeah. we all we do it. Um, And then when that doesn't happen, it's like so disappointing. Mm. And it makes, it makes, it made me, you know, like when I've, when I experienced this last moment, right? Like I, I thought there was a very different outcome at some, at one point to the way my career was going to play out professionally. And when I made this leap, you know, I didn't know what the outcome looked like. I didn't even know what to attach myself to. Mm. So if you can't
0: attach yourself to the outcome, what do you attach yourself to Denise? I think you were getting there, but I'm, I'm sorry. I'm cutting to the
2: chase. No,
1: please do. I think, I think that's just it. Right. So you have to, it's, it's stepping back and saying, what are the values that I want to embrace in the experience that I'm in at the moment? What's my true North? Mm. One of the things that I do with all my clients is we do, um, a values exercise after we do strengths. And then we write a personal brand statement. And the personal brand statement is your true north, right? Mm-hmm. It's the thing that says, like everything that's in front of you helps you decide yes,
2: mm-hmm. that
1: fits with my true north or no, it doesn't, right? And that's what you attach to, yeah, right? because then if you make decisions and you lean into things that, feed your soul, your values and your purpose. And I, I happen to believe that you can have a lot of purpose. I mean, you you don't have to have just one, but everybody has a reason for being right. Like one of my reasons for being is to help others. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and when you attach it to that, then the decisions you make are far more soul grounded and, um, you get a little bit less worried about stuff right things that might be um around image or what other people think or um you know that it's not what i thought it was going to be right yeah
0: i think what can be tricky denise is even so our show's called success in south carolina but even how do people define success i think when we're younger yeah. we 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 again this is a seasonal thing too right we go through mm-hmm. different seasons of uh we're when we're young we we've got this hustle mentality success is all about getting the money getting whatever it is yeah uh, maybe later in life you realize success is more about I want to be with my family and I want to be more healthy and uh I want to be pursuing relationships whatever it might be the 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 crazy thing about all of it though is that I don't think in any of those if if you're hooking your self-image, your self-esteem, whatever it is to this definition of success, you've got to realize you're going to go through cycles. Even in the money, with your family relationships, you're not always going to have great days. With your happiness, there's going to be days you aren't happy. Uh, So realizing that I think that the seasons in our life, the winter of our life is a great time for reflection to realize, okay, what is, first of all, what what am I doing this season? But I personally think that success... If I'm defining success, I'm going to ask Denise to define it. My definition is pursuing purpose because it doesn't, you may be going into your winter, but as long as you're still pursuing your purpose, then you're still
1: successful. I love that. I absolutely love that. I, I think, um, yes, and making an impact.
0: Yes. And I love making an impact.
1: Uh, yeah. yeah. And, and you're right. Success looks different at all different points in our life. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I think what's interesting is post pandemic, I see a lot more people um, being far more interested at whatever stage and age they are um, in. More meaningful kind of success. And when I say Mm -hmm. that, you know, things that attach themselves to purpose and impact um, and you know, it's very interesting. I know, you know, there's a lot of buzz right out, like all the crazy different terminology around quiet quitting and, you know, quiet hiring. And I I personally am not a huge fan of all of it because um, it just minimizes, I think, yeah. the value in what's really occurring. But what I, what I would say is that myself and, and other coaches who I know, we all have talked a lot about there's a really interesting kind of transformational moment around what people are striving for in life. And it it's no longer um, a conversation, especially as people, you know, in, as we interact with people in like the earlier parts of their career, there's an expectation for a blend and, and an acceptance for that blend and for boundaries that mm. didn't exist when you and I started our careers.
0: No, right.
1: And if it doesn't exist, like I've watched it over and over again, you know, the it, somebody who's at, you know, three to five years of their career, if they're getting pushed in a way that's very uncomfortable, mm-hmm. they'll probably make a decision just to peace out because I'm a yeah. performer, I can go find a new job where people right. are going to support what's important to me. And mm. I, I think that's really exciting Um, as the, you know, the career path of people emerges. And as we talk about what work looks like, and I don't, I'm, um, I'm a non work life balance person. And when I say that, I say that because I think the term balance in work and life implies and sets people up to feel as though they're failing all the time, because it Mm. implies it's supposed to be like this, you know, yeah, everything's even. You're
0: keeping two things in balance as opposed yes. to
1: yes. This is it's all not, one whole. It's a whole and so I've for a long time, you know, worked toward for myself thinking about it in terms of harmony. It's a cycle. Mm. And um, you know, there'll be moments where my professional life will get more of me than my personal life and there'll be moments where my personal life gets more of me than my professional life and it's all a continuum and managing that to feel that it's tied to purpose and driving you to feel like you feel more successful when you think yeah. about it that way. Right?
0: Yeah. Purpose is oh, it's fickle. Uh, it, not purpose. I'm sorry. What was the word I was looking for? Not purpose. What were you just talking about with with
1: um, like the harmony and balance and
0: balance. Balance is very fickle.
1: Oh, yeah. Right.
0: Because if you're chasing balance. Yeah. First of all, you'll never get it. No, you'll never get balance, So you'll no. feel like a failure the whole time you're chasing
1: exactly, it. exactly. But it
0: also it's it's kind of like uh, the butterfly that you chase that keeps running away from you. But if you sit still,
2: I it lands that. on you, right? Yeah. And I
0: ha- I heard that quote about happiness, which I feel is very similar. If you're chasing happiness, I'll be happy when I'll be happy when.
2: Yeah.
0: Then you you get there and you realize happiness didn't exist in that. Happiness is an internal game. It's not an external game. Right. Um, it's a choice but I think that it's the same way with uh balance.
1: Yeah, I would hundred percent agree. Um, I, I think it's one of the things that has long made my heart hurt for professional females because I have coached so many, I have friends and colleagues, you know, who have said, I, I'm just failing. I'm failing at everything. Like, because I have no balance. Mm. And it's tragic because they actually believe it and they're, almost always, without exception, successful people, right? Yeah. They're just in a moment that feels crazy, that feels chaotic, that feels like there's no harmony in it whatsoever, yeah. right?
0: Um, I love the people that say, I don't want to do something unless I can give it 100%. And I always laugh because you can't give anything 100%. <laughs> nothing can get 100% of your life, your wife, your kids, your 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 husband, your job, nothing, nothing can get 100% of you. Accept your purpose. Hopefully, your purpose, your impact, what you're trying to do with your life, the why. Yeah. Um, man, yeah. I feel like we could go on and on with this, Denise, and I'd love to. But I want to take a a, a knee jerk shift here and talk about DBK Coaching. I want to promote you, your company. Where would people find you, uh, and and what type of companies or or individuals do you work with?
1: I appreciate that so much. Um, so I work with uh, small to medium sized businesses, uh, generally tends to be an organization that wants more strategic insight around um, their organizational design, their culture, people, um, engagement, well-being, emotional intelligence, those kind of things. Um, also helping navigate change. Um, some is this, in, is
0: this regional locality? Is it within the Southeast or is it anywhere?
1: It's anywhere. Honestly, okay. I have clients in California, I have clients in Florida, I have clients in back in Michigan, I have clients in Ohio. Um and really, you know, kind of little literally all over the place. What are um, some
0: what are some red uh, red flags or some tells that would let a company know, okay, yeah, we need to be working with Denise.
1: So, I think when you have um chaos in your organization, I can come in and help you figure it out. And That's I,
0: every organization, though, isn't right? it?
1: Right. <laughs> if you're getting ready to, you know, make a big change, you're, you know, doing a divestiture or an acquisition. I can help you sort out, you know, like the way that that gets approached to minimize the disruption. There'll be okay. disruption, but minimize it and be strategic about it. If you say, "Wow, we've like got all this foundational stuff down, and we've got people doing uh, the blocking and tackling of HR, but we want to do this more interesting work that." lets our leaders be better leaders, that lets our team members feel like they're all a part of something bigger, um, how do we get there, right? People talk about engagement, they talk about culture, they talk about the why, but nobody really knows how to get there. Um, I, I am that person. I help you figure that out. And it's not a one-size-fits-all. It's very personal to the organization, the leaders, the purpose of the organization, the awareness of yeah. the leaders within it. Um, And and so then, you know, that's kind of how I got to doing this other piece of of coaching is leaders would leave organizations that I was a part of and ask me to be their one-on-one trusted advisor, their Mm -hmm. coach, their, uh, you know, person who helps them be, um, you know, more clear on vision and purpose, but also a truth teller and um, an accountability partner um, and helps navigate things whatever that might be, whether it's a career pivot, it's, I want to be a better leader, right? Um, You know, some of the CEOs who I've worked with, for example, have said to me, like, I'm pretty good at the business part. I'm not great at the people part. I need somebody to help me figure this out. And so can you help me with that? Because that's, Mm -hmm. I know your thing, right? Yeah. Um, And so, you know, individuals in leadership roles or people who want to be in leadership roles um, or think they just want to make a change, right? Yeah. Um, helping people sort that out, and then my absolute heart passion that I'm still working on building out something a, a, a bit more robust around is um, really helping people who are emerging in early stage uh, career, right? So yeah. people who are, you know, two to ten years out of school or out of you know wherever they are and launching their career and figuring out all the stuff, right? And so some of it's coaching. They've gotten a taste of the corporate
0: environment and they realize this may not be the direction they should have been heading in.
1: Yeah. Or, you know, like, I just don't know how to navigate all this stuff, right? Like nobody teaches you how to navigate all this stuff. Nobody explains to you why you need a mentor and a sponsor, or even what those two things are, or why you actually need to be on LinkedIn and what you need to do, or that you always need a resume and it should be updated every year at the very, 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 very least, Mm -hmm. um, because you just never know, right? Right how do you negotiate when you feel like you're getting too much put on you and you're taking on more jobs like how do you negotiate to have the right job but also Mm. the compensation that you feel like is appropriate um how do you handle difficult situations right some of it's coaching and some of it's you know kind of um professional finishing school (laughs) if you will and what's
0: what's the best way for people to get in touch with you denise
1: so um i'm very active on linkedin denise spears kipper And, um, you can connect with me there. I also have, um, a website, DBK coaching and consulting. Um, and I would be happy to see you there on Instagram. I'm, um, DBK underscore coaching. And, um, I have a TikTok, but I can't even remember to tell you, Oh, it's career chaos Sherpa at career chaos Sherpa.
0: Thanks for listening to the success in South Carolina podcast. If you liked this episode, please subscribe and share it with a friend who needs to hear it. And as always, this is a friendly reminder that the left lane is for passing. So speed up or move over. Are you still listening? check out the next episode.